Good morning, everybody. John Millen with Benefit Hackers. Monday morning, heading to the office. Today, I want to talk about contribution strategy. What that means is, how do you determine how much of the core medical plan and or with the zero deductible solution you're going to pay for as the employer? It's called the contribution amount. It's the percentage or flat dollar amount that an employer pays towards the group medical plan and any associated zero deductible bundling that we do. So um, this is an interesting dilemma for a lot of companies and I don't think there's just one answer for this. I think it depends on a couple different things. I'm just gonna give you a perspective on one scenario we're dealing with now. It's a new client we got. They have um, 13 employees and they have 11, no, sorry, they have 19 employees and they have 11 on medical. And they were having trouble. They, they've not been able to figure out what the contribution strategy is. Um, and so we're helping them through this. <clears throat> this is a, an industry, that a service-based industry that um, is, is in demand, right? So when you think of service industries, I think of electrical, plumbers, HVAC, um, certain types of construction, um, those types of industries, right? They're really high in demand where it's more a little more of a skilled position, not um, just an unskilled labor position. So they, ha- they have to attract good talent. And so here's what I am going to suggest today. We're meeting with them today and and th- there's many factors. So number one factor I look at is how many are on the medical plan? And so we have 11 out of 19. That's good. Um, what's the turnover rate like? Like are we losing people in the first 30 days, 90 days, 60 days, two years, five years, like is there much turnover and when is it occurring? A lot of people um, think that you shouldn't pay a lot of medical if you have a lot of turnover and my view is you might be having a lot of turnover because you're not paying enough for medical. Like making someone wait 90 days without insurance could be the difference between them going going somewhere else or staying with you. Like if another company says you have full benefits available first of the month after hire and they need it more than they need a little extra salary, they're going to go there. And so you've just wiped out a tremendous candidate or a, a, a recruiter, an applicant because of your 90 day waiting period. So I digress a little bit. We're talking about contribution strategy. So this, so one option is 50% of the employee only rate. And that is a very common strategy. A lot of the medical carriers require at least 50% of the employee-only rate. It helps participation. It helps put some skin in the game from the employer. And that would be if it's a composite rate, meaning if everyone has the same employee, if it's a blended rate, then it would just be half of that rate. If it's age-banded, you know, you could have people between the ages of 21 and 64, so you might be paying 50% of any tier they're on. So someone in their 60s, it might be a lot bigger contribution than someone in their 20s. That's just kind of how it works. So if you're t- paying, a, paying a percentage, do you pay just the employee only or do you maybe pay all tiers? And here's a scenario where at first glance you would say, <clears throat> for this company, just pay 50% employee only. And when you look at the roster, There's only two out of the 11 that have any dependents added. So you have one that has a spouse and one has a child. 
And so I'm wondering, okay, why is that? Is that because they have benefit their their dependents have benefits elsewhere and they don't pull them in? Or is it because they just don't have any dependents? So it's not they're just not covered. And so what my suggestion is on this is pay 50% of all tiers. And you're like, whoa, now we're paying, you know, for that employee plus their spouse, I'm paying half that total bill. And I'm like, yep. And for that employee that has a child, I'm paying half that bill. Yep. Why am I doing that? I'm doing that to attract and retain talent. Because that could be the difference between them staying or leaving based on that dependent rate. And sometimes when an employer only pays 50% of employee and then they add family coverage, it's the family buy-up, it's the additional amount that, that sinks them financially. It's not their cost, they're half of their cost that they're paying. It's 100% of all the other tiers. Now, there's a couple factors. Can the employer afford this? Number one, right? Um, Do you have a lot of those tiers in there? But I think in this kind of industry where you're trying to attract and keep talent, it's not a lot of money. So you do it for a year and, or you have a gauge. The employer usually has a, a, a sense. Like, are these employees married? No. Do they have children? No. So there's no extra cost. They're not gonna add anybody else. So you're going to get a quick feel for, okay, if we do this, are we going to have like the entire company bring their whole family? And that could be financially not doable. But you can get a sense and like, wait, well, you know, we only have like three of our 11 on the plan that have any kind of dependence. So it's not a big hit. And it's a tremendous magnet to keep them there. If they're a good employee, that might be the difference between them leaving one day. And if they leave, was it worth $200 a month more for you to keep them? I mean, that's what we're talking about. A couple hundred dollars per person. It's not a lot. In this case, I think it's um, I think it's maybe five, four or $500 a month max extra that they're gonna do this by saying 50% of all tiers. So employee, employee spouse, employee child, employee family. So I hope this is helpful. I just, um, it's so easy to go to the the cost first and not think about it's an investment benefits are an investment yes it's an expense you got to make sure you don't blow out your budget and like you you can't pay your bills i'm not suggesting that do it smart but i but i also know that benefits are an investment and that might be the difference between that one person that brings in a million dollars of service revenue because they're so good leaving you and you're like Oh my God, for $200 a month, I could have paid $200 a month for that person for half of their spouse's coverage and they left and they don't give you warning. Like they're not going to come and say, Hey, can you pay for half my spouse's coverage? They don't do that. Right. They just leave because they get another offer and they're looking and they say, we're going to pay half of all your medical, no matter what, who you have. Oh my God, I'm, I'll take it. So keep that in mind. Hope this is helpful. Check us out at BenefitHackers.com or HackMyBenefits.com. Have a great day.